You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. All right, last night, double-digit deficit in the fourth quarter. No Gobert, no Towns. The Warriors had pretty much their full allotment last night. They've been bad on the road, Pat, but that might be one of the, I'm going to use a cliche phrase, a signature win for the Timberwolves this season. (laughs) Yeah, except the way the league is now, Orlando comes in Friday and they're playing pretty good and signature wins can go out the window. But it was certainly a signature win for the people that were in attendance because they, as Judd was saying, they were having a hell of a good time there in the fourth quarter. Yes. And, uh, you know, the big... The big mystery now, fellas, is what do you do with D'Lo? <laughs> he's about seven out of ten games. He's making his shots, right? I mean, oh, he's playing. Uh, yeah, he's playing in the last two months. And what do you do with? Uh, there's another free agent that exploded last night. Nas Reed. Yeah, Nas Reed's a well, free agent great. at the end of the year. I've been saying that they got Nas now. Noel has, hasn't been as good as I thought he was going to be. He doesn't. I mean, he's not. He must not guard anybody or something because they don't play him much. Uh, uh, you know, I thought he'd really take a, a bigger load this year. But you got to you got to figure out a way to sign Nas, don't you? I mean, he's especially with you know if if, if I, I don't I think they can get rid of Cat, but the problem is. Those other guys become free agents before you can get rid of Cat, I think. So I, I, I don't know how they it do. works. But. Well, they, yeah, I mean, yeah, the, well, the debt, so the deadline in a week, and that's the hard thing because I actually, uh, I posted a poll last night and I woke up this morning and saw that some people were very triggered by this very oh, realistic boy. question that if you could only keep two, you've got Cat, Gobert, and Nas Reed. Uh-huh. Nas Reed's a free agent. And yes, you do have Nas Reed's bird rights, so you could re-sign yeah. him and go over the cap because he's one of your own guys yeah. with bird rights. Yeah. But if you're him too, and you could you could hit the open market, you could go, you could get a starting role and play 32 minutes a night somewhere and make a bunch yeah. of money. You know, it's 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 appealing for him. So I gave you three options: Cat Gobert, Cat Nas Reed, Gobert Nas Reed. Overwhelmingly, Timberwolves fans, maybe a little recency bias off that game last night, said they would keep Nas Reed and Rudy Gobert and say goodbye to Cat. So, Cat, <laughs> I don't think Cat has any idea what a PR problem he has in town right now. Do you? You guys? I mean, I don't think he knows how unpopular he is. I think he said. I think he's. I think he senses that he's not beloved. Yeah. But yes. yeah, it's hard to tell. It's really hard to tell. He's he's such a weird guy, and he comes off as so aloof that I don't know. But uh, yeah, he definitely has a problem. And the incredible thing last night was Delo's fourth quarter. Oh, he was God, he five of nine from the field, four of eight on threes, and scored fourteen points. And basically, at one at one point, was single handedly willing that team back into a game that they were down by fourteen in. And uh, meanwhile, Steph missing shots, including the the little fourteen footer that would have put him ahead with uh, no time left. Steph didn't. They missed some big shots uh, in the last six minutes to help the uh, uh, Wolves win that game. That was for sure. But uh, 
you know, maybe uh, maybe the team that's really going to be interested in D'Lo after last night is the Warriors. <laughs> you know, maybe the Warriors will say, we got to get D'Lo back. I, I don't know. But he's better. I'll say this. this is, maybe this is a hot take, but I think he's better than Clay Thompson, this version of Clay Thompson. Yeah, right. They're paying a whole lot of money to a guy who's, uh, you know, when he's not making threes, there's not – he used to be this great defender and everything, but missing two years and obviously the injury he had, he's not nearly the same full speed. Plus, he's no kid, right? 33, maybe? Is he yeah. 32, 33? Think about too, like, like, so these, the Warriors are in such a crazy spot now because there's all, yeah. nine, nine teams all bunched up that they have to go on the road in February and play Clay Thompson 40 minutes and Steph Curry. I get it was overtime, but. Steph yeah. Curry has to play 43 minutes. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of wear and tear in, in the middle of the regular season for, for those guys. And tonight, they uh, I think they have – where are they going tonight? I think they got a back-to-back tonight, too. And, uh, and you know, the Mr. Load Management, Stephen, Stephen Kerr, uh, he no, decided yes. he wanted to beat the uh, – Beat the Wolves last night, so he'll probably mail in a loss tonight. Uh, it's at Denver. They're at, at Denver. Denver that's right, yeah. Denver. Yeah, I, I knew they had a, a good opponent tonight. So, yeah, he'll probably just mail in the loss and try to figure he's going to make the playoffs anyway and hope that he's healthy. But they don't look like a team that's going to win it, that's for sure. No. Do they? I'll, the Warriors? No, they don't. They they played an, an exceptionally, I thought, dumb game, too. I Explain this. What is Draymond doing half the time with the basketball? He he handles the ball constantly, and mm-hmm. yet he's trying these Magic Johnson passes at times. <laughs> I, I mean, they they played as they sabotaged themselves basically as much as the Wolves beat them. What uh, surprised me is down the stretch when they called a couple fouls on Draymond, he complained. That was a uh, oh, surprise. <laughs> you never stopped that. It's stop. Well, he he did have. Well, I think he had a case on the one where they called it a travel. But it just yeah. it just looked weird, so he dribbled it. Yeah, a high well, dribble behind who, his back. Who was running alongside him? Was it Steph that was running and it got all crowded over there? They didn't know what to call, so they called it traveling. You guys, if you've been to high school basketball, you know that's the default call when a ref official yeah. is very confused. Uh, uh, that looked uh, weird. Yeah, it must be a travel. What, I don't know what the hell to do here, so I'm going to call travel. That's the default call for. 70 years that I've been on the planet, that's the default goal is called yeah. traveling. And that was a that was a a junior high, I don't know what to call, I'm gonna call traveling play, because nobody had the ball long enough to travel, did they? In that over there in that corner. It was a it was a big call. He did have a complaint there, but what can be done in the NBA to stop them from bitching about every call? It it is unbelievable. It drives me crazy. It's tough because it's because everything is it, everything is very subjective too. There's there's always sort of mild contact. I mean, these refs oh, yeah. are out here just kind of half the time they're just not guessing. And, and but. even when like Ant made that great, wonderful left-handed drive uh, near late late in the game that helped win it, and uh, a couple other times, but he makes these magnificent plays. He doesn't give you time to celebrate him because he's bitching at the refs that he wants a free throw, right? You know, every time they all, everybody goes to the basket wants a free throw. Yeah. I, but you can't call technicals because you'd call 125 a game. You know, I mean, it's a, they, they complain about everything. Van Gundy was on, I think a year ago, I heard him say this, and he says, I'm shocked. I'm shocked 
We just had a foul call, and the man, and he didn't complain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he said, some player, I can't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, it's. Uh, but that was a hell of a game. That was uh, that was that was entertainment. Uh, they've got, they, dude. They, they, Pat, they've gone from rightfully so. The beginning of the year was such a disaster, and they were they were sixteen and twenty one. Yeah. On New Year's Eve, after a loss to the Pistons, and they had a big players-only come-to-Jesus meeting, and and it, it kind of felt like, are they going to have to make a panic trade or something? Are they going to fire Finch? They've got one of the yeah, best records in Finch the NBA a, since that meeting. Fire Finch seemed like a real possibility because can he? Yeah, can he coach anything but offense? You know, because that's what he was. You know, he was supposed to be a get guy shot type of coach, but uh, he's done a hell of a job. Now everybody, every everything is still sort of on the t- that you might not win the fifty or fifty five games that you expected no, or wanted to win. But no. is there any team in the Western Conference? Because the two best teams in the West right now are the Nuggets and the Grizzlies. You just beat the Grizzlies a week ago. Mm-hmm. You know, is there anyone in the Western Conference that you feel like they have no chance against in a seven game series? Like they could still get out of the first round and make this thing yeah. a, a success. Yeah, they uh, and and they kind of stumbled into it really because. They had no Nas was going to play like this. Else they wouldn't have had him sitting on the bench when the season started, right? I mean, early in the year, didn't he have like four no plays out of the first eight games or something? They didn't know, uh, you know. I I know they Kyle Anderson they liked as a you know a glue guy and that stuff, but he's a hell of a lot better player than anybody thought. And uh, you know, you know, who else is it when he's not hurt? Is that Torian Prince is a way better player than I thought he was. Yes. When he when he gets in there, he, he can, can make. Shoot. Last year when he was shooting threes, I was saying, "What is he doing?" This year he's been making. Them, he can so. shoot, and he knows what to do off the ball, which is some of those things don't show up in the box score. But he knows where to be. He he knows how to defend a little bit. It makes a big difference. You know, we always say the most popular teams are the ones with unexpected success, and this team has, in fifty some games now, transitioned from. Uh, big expectations to no expectations to now unexpected success. So they're they're probably more popular than they were when the season started with big expectations and Rudy was here. And And you never know. And you never know what you're going to get night to night to night. That's the incredible thing. Like half to half, you don't know. That's the great thing about today's NBA though. This season's NBA might be maybe not, for the superstars and, you know, Magic versus Bird and all that stuff. But might be the most entertaining it's ever been because the Magic could come in here and beat it by 15 based on talent. They've won, what, 16 and 11 or something their last 20. We think of them as one of the the dogs. But last year, you know, they got all the young guys. They're healthy now. And uh, there's some balance in the league. It's fun. It's fun to finally yeah. – I mean, the old – the NBA, you used to look on. Well, let's see. We got uh, we got five teams that won fifty eight or more, and uh, six teams that won six lost sixty or more. That's that's no fun. It's nice. It is. To, it's a total crapshoot. I think the yeah. I think in the Eastern Conference, it's a it's a little more top yeah. heavy with yeah, the Celtics and the Bucks. But yeah, the West is totally wide open down to like the twelfth seed right now. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good. Yeah, the West is. I mean, New Orleans, the surprise teams of the first. What month? Six weeks? New Orleans and Utah yeah. are what thirteenth and fourteenth now, twelfth yeah. and twelfth and thirteenth now. They both got they both faded. So uh, 
it's uh it's been uh, unpredictable which is great but yeah it was fun last night i, I wasn't there i was watching but it was great uh, so. It's Wolf's team, Pat, too. I, I think that the thing, too, is d- despite the um, large time of disappointment, you can tell fans want to like this team. Like like yeah. this team, like if this was the Twins, they would have checked out by now and been like, screw you. We don't care if you're if you're successful now. This I don't know if it's I think it's Ant, but there is something about this yeah, team. It's, it's very different for a Wolves team from the perspective of the fan base is showing up and wants to like them. The crowd shot yesterday of the good seats. A lot of young people in the good seats in yeah. the first six, seven rows. Uh, you know, guys that it looked like kind of the Viking guy, the 30-year-old Viking guy who's, you know, works at a warehouse at a department store or something and saves all his money to go to Viking. That's his whole entertainment is getting drunk on the weekends when the Vikings play, right? That kind of <laughs> looks like. Looks like these guys, you know, the the thirty year old single guy looks like me when I was thirty. Fat guy, you know, he's and he's <laughs> in a wolves game wearing uh, wearing wolves and stuff. I they're the uh, they, they got that crowd. They got that young crowd. So it is I remember fun, Chip yeah. telling me that his son, you know, one of his sons, I think the oldest of the two, was so excited when the NBA was getting ready to resume. Uh, coming out of the COVID because of John Morant. Yep. Yeah. You know, he wanted to see John. It, it's <laughs> it's a different league for the youth because there's players that they love, you know. Yeah. And you they, follow and these here, players you on guys, Instagram, yeah. Here, and you guys just said it. They love Ant. They love Ant. They, didn't, they yeah. never love Cat. They love Ant. Right. You know, the so old, w- you've been kind of the cat whisperer here. We we gave you credit on uh, on yesterday's show. For the uh, the write that down prediction, you yeah, had him at think, 50, fifty. He'll miss fifty games, or he'll play fifty games. <laughs> I think he said he'll play fifty. I've already said I'm <laughs> golden on that already. He's not doesn't have a chance, right? So here's my question: What, what would you do now? So I, I'm, I'm going to get in the weeds a little bit here. Basketball Reference gives you uh, the best lineup combinations for each team, so you can go in and kind of see, Uh-oh. you know, for for the Timberwolves based on. Based on guys who have played at least 400 minutes together this year, the two best lineup combinations from a, a net plus minus rating <laughs> I'm are, ready for this. are Gobert and Kyle Anderson and Jaden McDaniels and Kyle Anderson. Mm-hmm. So Kyle Anderson, who has stepped into that cat starting <laughs> yeah. role, and he's been a great Swiss Army knife. The the best two man lineup pairings have included him, and then when you look, so the best the two best five man combinations, which that's basically your starting five that plays the most yeah. minutes, by swapping out Cat for Kyle Anderson, the Wolves have improved by seven points per one hundred possessions net net rating. They're just oh, a cool. better team swapping out Towns for Kyle Anderson. Here's what the, here's do? what's here's the problem though when they get to July first. They're going to be looking for a bonanza to help make up for the Rudy trade. And what do you think they're going to get? They're going to get two number ones spread out over five years maximum and then a player, right? They'll have to take a player. They're not going to come close to getting the bounty that they – You mean trade if they trade Gobert? Trade, trade Cat. If no, if no, they trade no, Cat. If they trade Cat. 
if they trade Cat, they're not going to get nearly what we think they're going to get. They would get at least at least two first round picks and at least a good player or two back. I think. I think you get four four interesting Ooh, pieces. Where does he go? Where does he go? Who's oh who's God. who's saying? Give me two hundred and thirty five million dollars. Well, one one team that would be highly desperate is the Knicks, right? Then you've got Jalen Brunson. I don't well. Tibbs might not make it to the end of the year, but I don't know about yeah. him and Tibbs having a reunion. I, I think, you know, Tibbs got him. He played every game when Tibbs was here, but I, I don't have any idea what the uh, what the chemistry was there. But they would uh, have to get a young hip coach or something to uh, to bring the cat in. I wonder if the, the Knicks, Dallas plus, Mavericks the Knicks, would. Uh, the Knicks would gave, yeah, they might. They might put put Doncic and Cat together. He'd be, he'd be good. With, he'd be good with Doncic, right? He could, oh. he could play. He, yeah, because it's just, also very obvious, like who the number one is on that team. So you sure, just need to right. find your role as a secondary guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be good. And I, that's the kind of guy that Cuban would probably take. You know, so. But it's, uh, it's, yeah, uh, it is. Who said? Somebody said. And top five player in the league. I saw. It was it somebody on TV or maybe Jim Pete? I don't think he would have said that. Outrageous, but. He might be a top ten player in the league, man. Don't you think? Maybe the, ver- the version we've seen in the last month is yeah. definitely mm-hmm. he's definitely knocking on the door of like top fifteen ish. I think. Yes. I'll tell you, some of the drives he's made when he muscles his way in there, you got to not run over people and put in that lefty shot are just fantastic. Oh. It's uh, and and they're all you know the Golden State did everything they could to keep him from. You know, he didn't third third quarter. He only played four minutes, and the fourth quarter he wasn't getting any shots till down the stretch. That layup you're talking about—they literally trapped him like six feet beyond the three point line. He dribbled <laughs> yeah. around the trap into the lane, into double team, yeah. into the into double coverage in the lane, and oh, it's just what wow. really impresses me is he doesn't run over people. How many charging fouls has he had? Probably six, seven all year. He doesn't run into people. He avoids them. He yeah. so and that, but that's where if if D'Lo does what what he did in the fourth quarter, that's the price team should pay. So if yeah. they're gonna if they're gonna take Cat away, so Pat, what do you think on on Cat too? If and when he, he comes back during the season, do you think that do you think they can go back to trying to make the Cat and Gobert thing work, or are we at a point where you you just have to play them separately? And if you're and if they're both going to come back next season you address that in training camp again. Yeah. But, like, I, I think we're past the point of, okay, they're both back now, and it's uh, March. We're going to make this work. I think you might just have to say you you guys are basically going to play at different times. Yeah, yeah well, Finchie might have uh, uh, targeted the, the future when he said, ah, we can stick him down in the corner <laughs> and have him shoot threes, although he's a better shooter from up front than he is in the corner. But uh, the the days of the games going through Cat are over, and I think they have more fondness for Gobert because he rebounds and defends, and you know he's you know he's not a scorer, but with some of the guys he got playing now, that's not a problem. Uh, what 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 worries you about this is they had guys limping all over the place in the fourth quarter last they night. Did. Yeah, Jay McDaniel's like popped McDaniels a calf too. Move. I, Anderson landed on his back again. And uh, the only guy you know is going to play is Edwards because he shows up every game, even when he's hurt. So yeah, it's uh, but it was it's, it's there's a basketball crowd 
There's been a new basketball crowd created the last few years that I don't even know if we knew existed, but that uh, it's, you know, it's, they're, they got some enthusiasm in the arena. I was, I was, uh, you know, the young crowd you see at the Timberwolves was the dad who got the cheap tickets upstairs with the three, you know, the three neighborhood kids and sat up at the cheap seats and, uh, and tried not to spend much money, but there's a young involved crowd. And the one that what showed me is, there's a new group paying attention is the one night that uh, uh, late in the game, Ant passed the Reed and Reed was wide open and Reed missed the three. And the whole crowd groaned. They were going to win the game. Well, they were aware that it was going to be a triple-double if because uh, yeah. Edwards was going to get an assist. So the, having a crowd smart enough to know that is uh, very, uh, very different uh, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that was um, Ant knew it too. <laughs> Meanwhile, I missed the uh, I, I missed the uh, shootout at uh, Rutgers last night. Uh, I, didn't, <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of that. Oh my God, poor Ben! What what's he gonna do? You gotta get some players. You gotta uh, get some players. This is is yes, this as bad as the Gopher basketball team has been in your? Uh, well, I'd have to look, but. Uh, I mean, even after the Clem yeah. sanctions into Dan Munson, I don't know that it was. It was never. It wasn't this bad. bad. It wasn't this bad. No, I, I said he's. You know, when everybody bailed on him, uh, everybody left, and they they ended up the only guy they brought back was Eric Curry, you know, who was my age. That uh, he nobody inherited it as big a mess as he did, and. Uh, because he didn't have any players, and that's why he had to go out and get guys from William and Mary and places like that. But uh, yeah. there's the, 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 this year is much more distressing because there's no very there's such little sign of progress, right? How, how bad, did, Pat? Did, did it get before Mussy got the job? It wasn't even an issue because we didn't pay any attention to go for basketball. They drew well, for a decade. For there was a team. That, this there was is trending in that direction. There was a team in the mid-50s that was really good. They had a big game with Iowa, maybe 55 or so, and if they'd won, they might have won the Big Ten title. But mm-hmm. they'd draw 6,000, 5,000. 5, and uh, then George Hansen had the one-year interim. Uh, he was named the coach, but he only got a one-year contract after Bill Fitch left. But even when Fitch was here, they didn't, they didn't you know, it, was, it wasn't a big thing. UCLA came in here once and played, and they had a big crowd, but uh, they didn't. It would bet go for basketball was wasn't a big thing very often, and so it wasn't mussy. You know, it took mussy twenty minutes to turn it around, but uh, it was it was nothing before he came here. So it, it it you can't make the comparison really. Yeah. So anyway. Well, maybe in the next 24 hours, we will have a Vikings defensive coordinator update. We we just got word, by the way, that uh, Ijiro Evero, who is the Broncos defensive coordinator, he's talking with Sean Payton today about maybe staying. But if he doesn't, the Vikings might want to hire him. So we may have some movement here. What happened to Brian Flores? He's he's waiting on the Cardinals head coaching search to finish up. Uh, is, Is he our number one choice or not? It sounds like, and Judd, maybe you can color this in, but. Brian Flores and Ejiro Evero seem like the number one and number two choices for the Vikings, but they're both, they're both waiting on head coaching jobs right now. 
I hope yeah. Brian Flores gets a job because I can spell that. So if I ever have to, I can spell the guy's name. The other guy I wouldn't have a trouble with, probably. Well, he ha- he told me he would have never a hard time spelling Roycey, too. So yeah. <laughs> never, never. I'm, you know, I've always rooted for, uh, I think the worst thing that ever happened to sports was uh, hyphenated last names and uh, and also... A punctuation in first names. I, I do not approve of punctuation in first names. Uh, yeah, you know, like difficult. commas and whatever, you know, on, in first names. Terry but, Ryan was 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 your speed. Bill yes. Guerin is your speed. I always no said, hyphens, no punctuation. you know, we all have style on various things. I've always said if I was the editor of a newspaper, we have a style on first names. I don't care if you spelled it Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E, or Dwayne, D-W-A-Y-N-E. We'd have a style for Dwayne. This is the way we spelled Dwayne. We don't care how you spell it. Christine. Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. We don't care how many K's and Y's you use. We're going to spell it Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. Yeah. How would yeah. how would Sid have spelled Ejiro Avero? That's what I want to know. I miss Sid when it comes to names like this. It would have made the Orville Burble. Orville Burble. The greatest document ever that I think has been lost, forget it, the Magna Carta, was the list of Sid's gaffes that they used to keep in the computer. Did anybody keep that? I did for a while, but I can't f- find it. And I, I think, think when it they got left, lost when they left ATEX and everything, I bet it got lost. It uh, it was great. <laughs> Phil, all the misspellings, all the all the great. It was like it was like a document. You know, it was like a, it was like it was like a uh, the re- the. Uh, Insurrection report. That know, should was, be enshrined on a wall oh, in the lobby yeah. of the Star Tribune. I yeah. wish we could find it. The, the, <laughs> the best was was in the early 90s, I believe he referred to it in the raw copy as pay-per-view. pay-per-view so instead yeah, of pay-per-view, pay-per-view, it was pay-per-view. Pay-per-view. <laughs> pay-per-view. It was pay-per-view. Yes. yes. All right, gentlemen. All right, Pat. Yeah. We'll catch you tomorrow. All right. See you. All right, uh, Royce Unchained, Apple, Spotify, and you can find uh, his stuff with us, too, on the Scorn Earth YouTube channel. See you guys.